Hey, welcome back to Passion Project, the show where guests come on to share their passions, what it is, how they do it, and why they love it. I'm your host, Anthony Perez. This week, I'm joined by John Brasher. Before we get started, I'd like to thank those who rated and reviewed since our last episode. Shout out to a Space Potato for the kind review. All right, so now let's get to our guest. John is a man of many passions, and he is here today to discuss with us his work with content creation. Hey, John, how's it going? Not bad. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. I want to start off with some rapid fire questions. So I'm going to shoot them. You answer them and then we're going to move on to the next one. All right. All right. Okay. Where are you from? Houston. Yeah. Morning or night person? Night. Big time night. (laughs) They're making movies about your life. What's the genre? (laughs) Comedy. (laughs) Describe yourself in three words. Resourceful, (laughs) uh, thoughtful, and uh, creative. All right. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Telekinesis. Nice. Stranded on a desert island, what record do you take? That's a tough one. Um, Got to go quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ludo Broken Bride. All right. Phone rings. It's the Pope. What do you say? (laughs) Do you know if God exists? What's your favorite place to visit? Disneyland. All right. And segue question. Last YouTube video you watched. Actually, it was my own. (laughs) I watched my review for uh, Fallen Kingdom. Well, that's even more better. All right. So then, like I said earlier, your passion is content creation. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is? So I am part of a uh, YouTube channel. I have a co-host who we do um, movie reviews with. Um, We do news content for uh, uh, Funko Pops uh, and other collectibles, but it's typically mostly just Funko Pops. Um, And then right now he's currently doing gaming content. I'll be slowly bridging my way into that as well. And then I believe the next step for us is going to be trying to find our way to get onto streaming platforms like Twitch. For the video game stuff? Yeah, specifically for the video game stuff. Cool. And what's that channel called? Uh, it's called The Entertainment Vortex. Awesome. How long have you guys been going about that? Uh, so the channel's been around for around seven or eight years, basically since closer to when YouTube started. Um, uh, my co-host Nick has been doing gaming content there for a really long time. And then he took a small hiatus when he started working with a different channel doing movie review, movie reviews. Uh, and I ended up joining that channel and then we picked up our stuff and moved back to his old channel and kind of rebranded some things. Um, so we've been consistently uh, creating content for this specific channel for around six months. Cool. So you said what you're doing with content creation. So for those listening who might not know exactly what that is, what is content creation just in a general sense? So I, it, for the most part, it's just, uh, you know, any creative content that you uh, release to the masses. So uh, as far as my specific brand, it's you know, mostly released to YouTube, which is a great place to uh, basically get your your ideas and your thought process out to the public. A lot of people use YouTube as a primary source of entertainment. So, you know, we try to bridge that gap to, you know, getting more realistic ideas about, you know, how people feel about movies um, news, uh, news site basically to try to get to the new things that, you know, some of your favorite companies are doing as far as like, uh, 
we talk about comics sometimes we talk about you know uh television shows uh, and then also um for gaming content because a lot of people watch uh you know let's plays for not only not only entertainment value from the hosts but also to learn things uh and i feel like that's Another thing that uh, my co-host Nick does uh, that a lot of other channels don't is that for the most part, he's trying to teach things as he's playing along. So that way his audience is able to keep up with him and able to learn new things about the games that they're potentially wanting to get into. So then you guys are primarily on YouTube and let me see if I'm understanding right. So content could be anything. So if you're posting creative stuff on Facebook, that's content creation. If you're taking pictures and doing it on Instagram, that's content creation. Uh, somewhat uh typically a person who's considered like an influencer or content creator usually is around uh video based things um but it 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 does count for like if if you're like a person who releases a lot of memes that's technically content creation it's just (laughs) it's like lowest common denominator stuff um but as far as like videos are concerned like i said it's a little bit more of a produced thing uh for the most part i mean we're not talking about like the paul brothers or anything like that uh, but it's you know usually something that's a little more thoughtful a little uh, takes a little more editing process um yeah because we have a uh we have a full-time editor uh for our channel uh michael barnes he's he does a uh, great work um but he's uh it's a a lot of a process like i said you have to really know what you're doing know which waters not to tread in uh because you know, the internet can be a uh, dark and scary place. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned that the game part of the channel is called Let's Play. Are you guys doing primarily video games or do you do any tabletop stuff as well? So at this moment in time, it's strictly video games. Uh, I think at some point in time, both Nick and I would love to get into uh, tabletop games because that is a big passion that we both share. Um, but Currently, it is just uh, video games. It's a little bit easier of a process. With tabletop games, you have to be able to get uh, the reactions of the players, but you also have to be able to get good shots of, like, the board and, like, the cards and stuff. I mean, you'd be, uh, like, super surprised at how much production goes into even just, like, like your typical, like, World Series of Poker uh, tournaments. Uh, because they have to have cameras that show their cards. Uh, they also have to have like all of the different overlays and graphics that go over the top on the screen. Uh, so it's a little bit of a process, um, but it's definitely something that we would like to do. It's just that there are other projects that are on the horizon that we're currently f- uh, keeping our focus on. So then for the other two, for the reviews on the pops and for the movie reviews, how do you guys shoot those then? So uh, at our editor's apartment, he has um, a room with a green wall. (laughs) All right. Uh, So we go after every uh, movie review we do on Thursdays. uh, We go back to his place uh, and then we do our reviews. And then I do all of the uh, Funko Pop research. And then so we break everything down. We go over some of the pictures. We pick out the things that we really like. And then we get on camera and we talk about it. Uh, so with our reviews, uh, save for when we do spoiler reviews, which are usually for like the bigger movies, like we the most recent one we did was for Infinity War. Um, typically, it, it'll just be he'll go and then I'll go. And then for our pop uh, news videos, we're actually on, on camera together. So we get a little bit of banter, a little bit of uh, discussion as far as uh, what what's coming out that we want to pick up or things that we maybe not necessarily see a point to, but you know, uh, it's <laughs> like every iteration of Spider-Man. I mean, I'm actually pretty much down for that. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick, not so much. Nick is more of a DC guy. Um, I kind of, 
like both, but for the most part, Marvel is my is my jam. Um, but do you need every suit pop? Maybe not every suit. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite pops that I have is a uh, Spider-Man pop, though. It's a chrome green goblin. Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen a lot of them, and they're they're pretty cool, and some of them are really obscure. I'm just mm-hmm. like, who wanted that? But also, that's really cool that they made that. There's like Twin Peaks ones that I wasn't expecting. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff yeah. out there. They're supposed to be, sometime this summer, they're supposed to be releasing uh, Baby Driver Pops. That was my favorite film from last year, uh, and it was uh, it was really exciting to see that getting immortalized in Pops, especially considering, uh, I think, at this point in time, uh, Edgar Wright's most common pops that he's getting now are from scott pilgrim uh they they just announced a couple more that are going to be released at san diego comic-con uh but it's a uh it's an interesting ride to see kind of the process because now that i'm digging in and looking at more of the news like there's a whole like behind the scenes thing that's kind of going on uh specifically like with exclusives like uh hot topic is a big place where you can get exclusive pops they actually have like people who kind of they'll like speak for hot topic and they'll like do like a periscope call and they'll show off some things before they're even really announced, which is super cool. It's something that I didn't know existed. I just thought, Oh, Hey, there are these cool collectibles. Now that I'm digging in, there's this whole like culture that's behind it. And it's, uh, it's something that's been really exciting to kind of be a part of. Yeah. They have that documentary about Funko on Netflix right now. Mm -hmm. And I checked it out. It's their story's pretty, pretty wild. I mean, it seems like a really fun place. And the guy that owned it first sold it off before, like, the pops aspect took off. <laughs> That's a mistake. Yeah. Um, but the he was buddies with the CEO, so he actually brought him back to do some other work with him. So he's still a part of it, but in a smaller aspect. But, yeah, I mean, that's that place just seems wild. And they had a lot of people coming on telling cool stories, just like their experience with it, kind of like what you're going through. Um, but along those lines, what do you think the most obscure pop is that you've seen or come across now it's tough to say as to specifics because there are some that are are like obscure games but gaming content is a little a little more of a easy bridged gap uh their first pop that they ever released was actually of a uh, bob's big boy which is a specific burger chain that's like i think it's southern california and then some other places but it's not very common is anymore. that the spaceship from austin powers <laughs> <laughs> i think in one of them he launches it there bob's big boy yes that's exactly <laughs> what it is um i got you uh but so they're doing an entire series around ads currently like they're doing like the noid from Domino's. they're doing uh bazooka joe uh dig frog from sugar smacks uh they're it's yeah it's a it's it's a really weird niche er, uh area or territory to kind of make content for like or you know things for people to purchase it's just bizarre but i see the the value i know that a lot of people collect weird like old timey <laughs> advertisements and stuff which is it, teach their own you know it's not something for me but something for them um as far as movies are concerned they do have an alex delarge pop from a clockwork orange that one was a little bit uh a little bit strange i was like these look like they're kind of aimed, you know, towards like maybe closer to kids because a lot of them are like, you know, cool comic book characters and that sort of stuff. So having a movie that is like very much probably shouldn't have even been R, should have been like NC-17 type of movie. At least, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that movie is rough. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's a great, it's a great film, but it is rough. 
Um, and then to immortalize that in like a little cute action figure. Exactly. <laughs> I think the weirdest one I came across was from that horror movie, The Witch. They did Black Phillip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that was the evil goat. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that on a on a recent episode. <laughs> it was, I believe it's a Hot Topic exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. Either that or it was Funko Shop. It's it's always tough to kind of keep them separate. Um, as long as it's not uh, Walmart or Walgreens, more than likely you'll be able to get a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, I was just surprised. That was one of the ones where I was like, I don't know who wants that, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, if if there's a fandom out there, typically Funko will do something for you. Yeah, I think that's cool that they're giving everybody like a vehicle for their passions like that. Um, so then when you are doing your videos around the pops, what is that process like? Like, what do you guys talk about? So uh, we have our videos listed in three segments. Uh, it's kind of a, a newer process. For the most part, we um, we were just doing kind of like a little bit of research here and there between the two of us. And then we would just come to like basically like a roundtable discussion. What does that entail your research? So... Uh, there are several different publications and websites that release um, content before it's necessarily announced by Funko or things that are directly announced by Funko as far as what they're releasing, things they've already talked about releasing that are now out and available, and then also things that are considered rumors. So um, the most recent uh, rumor section that I uh, recorded uh, there is a uh, Stranger Things 2 pop because the Stranger Things pops are a huge thing. It's probably the largest thing in my collection at this point in time. Um, they're doing a Dustin figurine uh, from the Snowball. So he has his hair all slicked back with the Farrah Fawcett spray in it and the suit. Um, yeah, just to give you a visual. Um, but it's at this, pro at this point in time, it's just a mock-up. So it's a, uh, it's all just like carved in clay. It's not a... Uh, it's not an official thing. There hasn't been any paint put on it, but the picture is floating around the internet. So that's rumor. We want to talk about that. Um, so if we can find uh, opportunities to get knowledge out to the masses before it's readily available everywhere else, then we're doing our job correctly. Um, but also when something is, you know, fully confirmed and it has like the glamour shots at the box and all that stuff, we also talk about those things. So it's uh, things that we've talked about previously that are available now new announcements, and then rumor section. That's how we separate it. Oh, and then we always end it with our hauls for the week. So whatever we picked up. Uh, my most recent pickup was uh, Tomateo from Moana. Remind me who that is? Uh, it's the giant crab. He's so shiny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, is that Brett or Jermaine? It, it's uh, Jermaine. There you go. <laughs> That's really cool. So how many in your collection do you think that you have? Um, let's see. Carry the four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing some some quick math right now. I'd say close to 45 or 50. Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite? That's a tough one. There are a couple that are that I really really like. Um, they said that that Chrome Green Goblin is one of my favorites. I also have an 8 bit Alien. Like uh, Xenomorph. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. There's a there's a chase variant of that one that I really, really want. But uh, when I found this one, I, I snatched it up. It was the only one that they had at the store. I grabbed it, and I, I was like, I have to have this. Yeah, I've been irresponsible not to. Yeah. It's, it's like someone else is going to have this, and they're going to try to open the box or something ridiculous. It's like, no, that's not for me. You got you to gotta keep it in the box. Keep it good and valuable. So all of them that you have, you're a closed box guy? I'm definitely a closed box guy. Uh, the wife, maybe not so much. Um <laughs> 
she has, she, has, she had a couple of Disney pops before, like I'd really started digging into any of this before I started collecting that were just things that she just picked up, you know, at random. And she opened the box and actually she used them for a photography project that she was doing outdoors. Uh, so I thought I always thought that was kind of funny that it was something that I ended up actually getting really into. So then do you how do you guys display them? Do you have like a shelf, like a case or <laughs> uh currently we have a shelf. Um it uh it fits just about nine pops wide. Okay. Uh and then based on the positioning of the shelf, you can stack it about four <laughs> high on top of that. Uh plus we have some kind of like overflow areas where there are a few pops around our room. Um Eventually, I'd like to get like a big shelving unit just so we can kind of display them a little bit better. Um, just got to find the territory to put it. When you guys shoot your videos, are you revealing the pops in any way? Like, hey, so I just got this new Spider-Man. Here's like a really cool detail about it. Or are you just showing like what you got? So I feel like it's a little bit of both. Um, so... Typically, usually when we pick something up, it's something that we've talked about on an episode, unless it's something that's really old, uh, because some of the older pops have a lot more value. They've been around. People are they're a little more sought after because they're not currently in circulation. So if we pick up something really old, we'll definitely sit and we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, but for the most part, uh, it's we have the discussions when we talk about them in announcement phase. So uh, like the baby driver pops that I was talking about when those get released, I've already talked in length about those because as soon as I knew they were announced, my excitement level peaked instantly. It was something that, like I said, it was my favorite movie of 2017. And the fact that they're immortalizing it in pops is super cool. And it's something that I want to be a part of. I want to have, I want to have that in my collection. So, you know, and we'll, once I pick them up, I'll talk about a few details that I really enjoy about them, but we also show uh, pictures on screen as well. So, when we're talking about something that's being released, we have the shot that we can actually show over the top of us and it'll switch between, <laughs> it'll switch between a picture of the pop and then us discussing it. More work for the editor. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like with that medium, you gotta have pictures. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, it'd be pretty boring to listen to me just describe something you know he but his brown eyes he's wearing a bomber jacket <laughs> sunglasses headphones <laughs> all right i want to talk about the movie review aspect but before we get into that i have an impromptu quiz about youtube oh yeah i didn't have a quiz in the last episode and i got some feedback saying bring it back so i'm doing it again <laughs> i was not prepared for a quiz i know <laughs> all right here we go when was youtube founded what year 2003 so close 2005 and so google owns it now do you know who owned it before google i don't know it was a, i know it was a different name i believe you hear me pretty surprised it was paypal what <laughs> yeah yeah it's three dudes from paypal and then Google bought it in 2006. Oh, wow. All right. What's the show called where celebrities eat chicken wings during their interviews? Hot ones? Yes, correct. <laughs> As of January, what's the most viewed video? I'll give you a hint. It's a song. Is it Despacito? It is Despacito. <laughs> How many views do you think it has? 100 million. 
Higher. Way higher? Yeah. 700 million. <laughs> it's 5.2 billion. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was just as blown away as you are. <laughs> All right. Here's another tough one. What's the most subscribed to channel? Hmm. Since you're on there, you might know this, but I have never heard of this before. Is it um, H3 Podcast? It is not. It is something called PewDiePie. Oh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie? Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, got himself into some hot water um, about six or seven months ago uh, saying a racial slur on one of his streams. That's not a good way to go. I don't think it's hurting him because guess how many subscribers he has? I'm sure several million. 63. Yeah. <laughs> and some change, I think. Yeah, I want to say in 2013, he was the highest paid uh, YouTuber. That's nuts, man. Like making like 7 what million. What are his videos even about? Uh, he screams a lot, <laughs> but mostly he plays video games. I can do that. I can do both those things. <laughs> I'm in the wrong line of business. All right, here's a tough one. What's the name of my YouTube channel? <laughs> is it scenes for weirdos it, <laughs> that's that's a fair guess no it is it's old i haven't done anything with it in years but it's called movies of my dreams i'm looking that up the minute we get off <laughs> off a microphone okay you might see something familiar on there um all right here's the last question what is my favorite YouTube channel? <laughs> Your favorite YouTube and channel. And I'll give you a hint. It has to do with food. <laughs> um, that's tough. Uh, is it Paula Dean? <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, it's uh, You Suck at Cooking. Ah. You ever seen that one? Uh, no, I have not. It's, uh, it's a guy's hands. They never show his face. And he just cooks stuff, but he does really weird things oh, with it. Oh, you know what? I've seen the videos. I never knew it was like a specific channel, but it's just like where it's like smacking things and not like yeah. cooking appropriately at all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, last I heard, he got a show that was like, you suck at life or something. <laughs> or maybe it was you suck at everything. Either way. Interesting not, concept. Uh, not flattering. All right, cool. So that concludes our quiz. Oh, yeah. All right, so then let's talk about your movie reviews. So then you said you guys are doing it separately um, in front of a green screen. Mm. Now, do you guys talk about it at all before, like discuss what you're going to say, what you're going to say, what points you're going to touch on, or does he do his thing and you do your thing? So typically we have a little bit of a discussion depending on like how much we really want to talk about the film. So uh, with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which is the most recent movie we saw, we both were not fans. So we had a pretty in-length discussion about how we felt about it. Uh, typically, based on the little discussion we have before we record, um, we'll kind of use that as like a gauge to basically be like, okay, so Nick brought this up in our discussion. That's probably a point he's going to bring up in his review. So I don't want to step on his toes. And he'll do the same for me. So like if I say a specific sentence, he'll try to avoid that section of the movie. So we're not you know, touching on the same things. Uh, if our opinions are completely varied and different, then it doesn't necessarily really matter. Do you guys' opinions typically end on the same note or do they vary? Like, do you really like something a lot of the time and he hates it or are you guys are usually on the same page? So there are specific things that, Nick's not a big fan of. He doesn't like, um, he doesn't like ambiguous endings. So, uh, 
uh, two good examples of that are uh, Lady Bird. Uh, I loved Lady Bird, and he was not a fan specifically for the ending. He um, touted. I'd say that was ambiguous. Or more of it just was over. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It, it ends on yeah. kind of just a weird note and doesn't really wrap up any of its storylines. Yeah, at least in his opinion, I felt like they did things. Uh, to wrap the storyline up appropriately. And I really enjoyed the film as a whole because the acting performances were absolutely outstanding. And he felt the same as far as the acting was concerned, but the ending left a sour taste in his mouth because he felt like nothing was resolved. And so we had a long discussion off camera, unfortunately, because uh, uh, the uh, discussion that we had, our editor and Nick's girlfriend both said that they would have paid money to see because it was just too... Two heavyweights going going at each other based on their opinions about film. And it brought up some interesting discussion points. And we wish we would have recorded it. So typically when it comes to things that we that uh, are a little bit of a, th- a thicker movie to digest, typically we'll do like a spoiler review where we actually get to discuss things together. Um, Is there any particular reason why you guys do shoot separately? Uh, for the most part, it gives us a little bit of leeway as far as getting our ideas across. Um, I know that that's always the way that Nick has done it. And that's the way that he likes to do it. There have been a couple of times where I felt like maybe it would be successful to have us go, uh, go on screen together, but it's tough to really break down what the benefits would be. It's not a, uh, a necessity to have that, that like banter back and forth during the reviews, especially considering if we're both saying the exact same things, it's not really, you know, it, makes it easier to edit to not have to like step on someone else's toes by removing them from the video or whatever. Has it come up at all where you've had an opinion and then maybe listened to Nick or discussed it and your opinion was changed by some of the points that he made? Yes and no. Um, for the most part, I, I feel like I, I ingest, uh, films in a way where my opinions are usually pretty solid. Uh, but I've definitely, you know, skewed in a different direction based on things that he said or things that I've been like, Oh, I guess I didn't see it that way. Uh, and, uh, Nick the same, uh, we, um, had a discussion about, I believe it was infinity war, uh, where, um, he was discussing a specific scene in the film. And, uh, during our spoiler discussion, I, discussed at length how I felt about that scene and the things that I saw. And he's like, Oh, I guess I didn't see it that way. And he actually, he didn't completely 100% change his mind, but he found a middle ground in between what he originally felt and how he felt at the end. Without giving any spoilers, just in case, what scene are you talking about? Um, a very controversial scene, uh, with, uh, star Lord and some other people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, toward the end, like the big battle one. Okay. Okay. I got you. How quickly after you see the movie, are you reviewing it? So, uh, we review at Brendan theaters here in Modesto. Um, we used to actually review on site. So we would go through about 15, 20 minutes of setup. Uh, we had a portable green screen that we would do, uh, there upstairs and then we would just record right after. Uh, now we're going back to uh, the editor's apartment. So he lives maybe about 15, 20 minutes away, but the setup is already done there. So depending on what time we end up getting out of the movie, 
um, we'll end up recording probably between 30 minutes to an hour after we've seen the film. Gives a little bit of time to digest things, especially uh, depending on what the ending is like. Um, because if it's a little bit crazy, a little bit dark, sometimes you need a little bit more time to kind of flesh out how you feel about things. Um, typically, uh, movies that make me think that much, I usually enjoy. <laughs> um, but it's nice to kind of get that little bit of gap. And sometimes, you know, we'll we'll play a game or we'll or we'll talk amongst ourselves or whatever to try to uh, get everybody in like the mood to be on camera. Do you feel like that's enough time for you to digest everything that you've seen? I mean, I guess like you said, it depends on the movie, but do you ever feel like you're sitting down to record and you're like, ah, I don't know if I can do this yet? Not typically. Um, I know that I probably would have really liked uh, to have seen the movie Annihilation a second time before I reviewed it, uh, just because there are so many things you can miss, so many little detail points. But it's not as big a deal because most of the time, unless it's a, a big release that we're going to do two videos for, um, we don't get into spoilers. Okay. So I can still discuss my opinion at length without digging in and actually picking at specific scenes. Have you ever given an opinion and then rewatched a movie and then your opinion was different than the one that you gave? I'm sure, but I, at this point I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it, there are definitely been movies where I've seen them, you know, the one time in the theater and I really enjoyed them or I didn't like them as much. Uh, and then watched them again later and been like, well, I guess maybe I was being a little harsh, but typically it's not much of a variation. It's just a little bit of a stray. Since um, you said the internet is a pretty dark place, do you ever kind of hold back on some of your heavier opinions on movies as to like not offend anybody or stir like the pot or whatever? Typically, no. Um, I do like to voice my opinions, especially if I feel very strongly about something. It's part of the reason why I got into what I'm doing is I like to voice those opinions. I, I am a very... Uh, I have a very strong personality when it comes to the content that I that I watch. So I do like to dig in when a movie deserves to be digged in, you know, digged in <laughs> when a movie deserves to be dug into. And that's the way that I feel like you should make content. You shouldn't make content to try to, you know, please the haters. That's not what you're there for. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's a game where, you know, the people who enjoy what you're doing will enjoy what you're doing. And those people are the people you want on your, on your side. Yeah. And YouTube can get pretty rough. Oh, yeah. So have you guys had any experience with like trolls or anything like that? Go into your comment section. I do actually have a funny story about that. Um, so as you probably know, uh, the uh, the air around uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi was a little strange. Um, a lot of people felt like their fandom had kind of been crushed, that something that they had invested, you know, decades of their time into, uh, wasn't being, uh, done in the way that they felt like it should have been done. Uh, the problem with that is that a lot of those people, uh, didn't like it for very specific reasons. And those specific reasons are that they felt like it should have been something that was more circled around you know, strong male characters and not necessarily uh, characters of color or women, uh, which is very unfortunate. 
uh, it's something that I talk about in my reviews a lot is that um, representation is a big thing in today's society and not being able to properly afford that kind of representation is is kind of a crime at this point. You know, there are, you know, there are so many people that exist in today's society that that just don't get talked about as much as they should, you know, and in good ways. And being able to watch something like uh, Thor Ragnarok and have a, a powerful character like Valkyrie or watch The Last Jedi and have, you know, a powerful character like Rey or like... So trying. I, yeah, it, it's just, it's something that's interesting to watch. And it tells the story of somebody who, who like a little girl could look up to and potentially try to emulate in some ways in their real life. And having heroes like that was something that I took for granted when I grew up, you know, because most people we watched were white men and being a white boy that it makes it really easy to be like, oh, Superman, Batman. Those are cool. Like when we released our reviews of The Last Jedi, they were positive. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. There were a couple scenes that I had some issues with, but they definitely didn't have anything to do with the minority characters or the female characters in the film. Um, Nick was the same. You know, we were both, we are very inclusive people and we both really enjoyed the film, save for the uh, milking of the weird creature. <laughs> that was a, that was a scene I could have done without. You got to show how Luke's surviving. <laughs> but they had, they made him like anth- anthropomorphic and like, he looked like he was enjoying it. I'm like, that's, that's too much, too far. But the rest of the movie was very enjoyable and that movie's getting a lot of flack because people feel like social justice warriors are ruining the world. You know, they're making it to where nobody nobody can say the things they want anymore and they all have to be PC because common sense. You know, you who wants to upset someone on purpose? The answer is trolls. So we had somebody post comments on our spoiler review, uh, basically posting an Aryan Brotherhood site in our comments with swastikas, and basically saying that we were liberal <laughs> and that we uh, didn't deserve to be on the internet and that um, that this kind of a movie was bad for the white race, which is terrible, absolute vitriol that I just, I cannot put up with. I saw it at around midnight and it was, uh, I let Nick know and he had it uh, pulled immediately. Uh, we haven't seen any comments of that like degree since, uh, but it's definitely something that was uh, shocking to see, especially considering. I mean, we're a pretty small channel at this point. We have quite a few subscribers, but you know, as we're trying to rebrand things, uh, you know, our view counts aren't super heavy. So, I mean, we're looking at somewhere between you know, two to three hundred to a thousand is probably what our average is, and that's including his old content. So, it's interesting to see that somebody found our video took that much offense to it and then decided to comment in that way it's funny that they would react like that to a star wars film considering that it's about aliens from everywhere yeah the whole story has always been about just people a gathering of people yeah it's just it's bizarre i mean we get into a complete discussion about star wars but that's probably a little a little longer than we would want to go probably um but yeah it's just it's an interesting thing that people take such offense to films it's like it would just be easier for you to avoid seeing that film just don't if you know it's not something that's for you then don't go watch it 
Yeah, that's a good point. You got to kind of have tough skin to do those YouTube things. <laughs> I mean, really, because people are going to attack you. People are going to have good stuff to say, but then I feel like there's always going to be negative stuff to say as well. So it's kind of tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you find that people typically agree with what you guys are saying? So sometimes we'll get comments that'll say, oh, I, I really enjoyed this movie that you guys didn't like. Or I uh, didn't like this movie that you guys enjoyed. And for the most part, people are pretty respectful about it. Uh, they typically don't really dig into like that they feel like our opinions are wrong. They just feel like our opinions are not the same that they had, which is perfectly fine. We want an open dialogue and discussion. And that's not something that I'd ever complain about, you know, but there are a lot of times where people will say, oh yeah, I really liked that movie or uh, thank you for talking about this movie. I wasn't sure if it was something I wanted to see. And then I went and saw it and I really enjoyed it. So thank you for your review, uh, which is definitely something that I appreciate. You know, that's kind of what we're, what we're doing. You know, we want, we want to talk about our opinions, but it's also nice to be able to help somebody make a decision, especially when the majority of the things being released by Hollywood now are, are remakes and rehashes. It's like, you know, when there's something original that's out there, I want to tell, I want to tell everyone, I want to get everybody in the seats to make sure that, you know, movies like that continue to get made. You've mentioned a lot of blockbusters. So then along those lines, like the smaller stuff, are you guys watching like lower budget movies? Are you only doing like the massive, like Marvel or Star Wars, stuff like that? So we try to do both. Um, it's, it's difficult because uh, for the most part, it's hard to get some of those other films. And with our, um, with our deal with Brendan right now, for the most part, if it doesn't come to Brendan, then we don't get to see it. But typically what we'll end up doing is uh, we'll fill in gaps because there, there are some bizarre weeks where nothing gets released. And so what we'll do is typically we'll, we'll plan to see something outside of Brendan and we'll go like we'll go to the state and we'll see something and we'll talk about it. And then we'll fill that gap in with that movie or we'll review um, several movies in the week. Uh, most recently it was for two larger releases. We did um, oceans eight and what was the other film we saw that week? Hotel Artemis. Is that the Jeff Goldblum one? Jeff Goldblum is in it. Barely. It's more <laughs> of a uh, Jodie Foster vehicle. Okay, cool. So then um, now that we know about what you're doing and how you're doing it, why don't you tell us about why you're doing it? Like, why do you love to create this content? Because you're doing already two different channels. You want to get into a third one. So what's making you feel it? So I've always been someone that likes to talk. You know, it's not something that I shy away from. You know, I'll talk to just about anybody on the street. <laughs> it's a, uh, I have a lot of opinions and I like to discuss things with people. And having a platform to do that is something that's really enticing to me. So being able to sit down with someone who is like-minded and respectful, but also who has different opinions and, you know, we can kind of clash on things a little bit, but still keep things, you know, above board and make sure that we're not hurting each other's feelings and all that stuff is something that I really appreciate. It's something that I've done for years, you know, just sitting, you know, sitting in a break room talking about movies is something that I did just without a camera. So now I'm doing it for a camera. So more people can see, you know, maybe somebody has an opinion that they share, you know, and, it's nice to be able to make those connections. Is there anything that you are currently working on outside of those for the channel? So there is a, a project that's currently in uh, pre-production. Uh, so last year, 
um, we attempted to do a Star Wars fan film uh, based around a character from the uh, the Rebels Clone War uh, cartoons called the Inquisitor. Uh, the project's called the Inquisitor Pursuit. It um, uh, we didn't end up getting funded, but uh, we've kind of learned from some of our mistakes, and we are preparing to go back into filming uh, to do like a prequel to that film that we had planned. Uh, at some point in time, that will get released, and then we will um, discuss going to some form of a crowdsourcing platform again to try and make the film happen. Um, Now's the time, man. Star Wars is hot. Exactly. Um, I do think that it, um, in order to dig into it further, it is um, it is Nick's uh, big passion project. It's something that he's been working on for a pretty significant amount of time now, and he is the executive producer. I think it might be a good idea to actually have him on the show, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send, send him my way. I'll, I'll have him come down, <laughs> sit and talk about Star Wars. Oh yeah, he he would he would love to do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um uh it's on our channel. Um, the uh, original trailer. Uh, it's nice to get a chance to kind of hear Nick's opinion on things. You know, it was something that just kind of snowballed. We actually ended up picking up um, some actual like Hollywood people to start making this happen. Um, uh, one of the actors, uh, you know, the show that Brittany really likes, um, uh, Lucifer. I know what you're talking about. I didn't know that she was into it. Yeah, um, it, it's one of her favorite shows. She watches it all the time. Um, uh, one of the people who we have who's supposed to be in the uh, the fan film is actually someone who was in one of the episodes. Uh, uh, she's a big uh, stunt actress around uh, Hollywood, so she's been in all kinds of things. She helped with um, uh, doing some of the stunt coordination and the actual like choreography and the blocking for, I believe, Thor Ragnarok. And then also worked on Infinity War, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, it's been super cool to kind of like, I, I haven't met her yet, but like to see her name kind of pop up on things. Uh, and then also see content where she's like directly interacting with my co-host. It's It's been uh, kind of an interesting ride to see kind of how that all has been snowballing. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else that you want to add about content creation? Um, Go out there and enjoy the content that you see. I know that it's been a really difficult time. Um, I, we didn't really dig too much into it, but um, the Adpocalypse and Adpocalypse 2.0 have been a really rough time for YouTube. Uh, so things aren't getting shared the same way that they were within the algorithm that YouTube uses. Um, you're getting more of recommended videos than you are of your actual subscription content. Uh, so if there are things that you enjoy out there, um, subscribe to them. Uh, you uh, hit the little notification bell uh, and your uh, your favorite content creators will uh, definitely thank you for it. Uh, it's one of those things where if you aren't able to, if you aren't able to sit down and really enjoy that content, uh, it will, uh, it'll just go away. And that's the, that's the, the scary thing is that we'll end up in a place where it's just, you know, the Paul brothers and PewDiePie and all the people who are, these divisive characters that tend to lean more towards children. And it's not something where we can actually sit down and have a mature discussion anymore. All right, cool. Thanks for the tips. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, so we are on uh, YouTube at the entertainment vortex. I'll give you a, a link so you can put it in the description. Yeah. Um, 
and then I believe we're also on Facebook and Twitter, uh, soon to be on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and check us out there. We have uh, a lot of content you can catch up on. All right, cool. Thanks for stopping by, man. Uh, thank you. All right, so that concludes another episode of The Passion Project. Like John mentioned, I will add the links to his various websites in the episode notes. If you want to check more out of The Passion Project, go ahead and see us on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you want even more content, head over to wordsforweirdos.com slash passionproject. And thanks for listening. A Hyperforge Alpha Network production.